Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. On today's wrestling news, is Ric Flair coming out of retirement? Hikaru Shida was not told about a certain injury angle. Is Kota Ibushi leaving New Japan? And who will join the bloodline next? Are you ready? Are you ready for the news time? Yes, my name is Phil Chambers and I'm joined by Gareth Morgan and Salty Sea Dog to talk all things wrestling. But before we get into it, make sure you like the video, comment down below what you think of all today's stories, uh, subscribe to the channel, do that too, and links to each news story is in the description. So click the little timestamps and off you go. But first up, uh, Ric Flair, 73-year-old Ric Flair. Uh, is coming out of retirement, basically. Uh, he's recently been uh, posting a couple of videos on Twitter, I don't know if you will have seen them or not, of him training with Jay Lethal. But it turns out this is all for his big comeback match. Um, so this is coming from Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer. Uh, he's basically saying that it's going to happen. Uh, but the rumour has it uh, that the match itself is going to be Ric Flair and FTR versus the Rock and Roll Express and somebody. As a mystery opponent. Um, so that looks like what the match is going to be for Ric Flair coming out of retirement. No uh, sign on where this is going to happen, whether it's like an AEW thing or whether it's like a, an indie thing, like the thing that uh, FTR did with uh, Bret Hart. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. I assume it's going to be some kind of indie thing rather than an AEW thing. Uh, but yeah, Flair's last match was in 2011 versus Sting in Impact. So he's not wrestled in quite a long time. Uh, and he hasn't really made any big appearances since the Dark Side of the Ring uh, Plane Ride from Hell episode came out where he was just accused of sexual assault. So he's been keeping his head down and this is the first time he's popping it up really in a big way. Uh, personally, don't really think I need to see a 73-year-old Ric Flair wrestle. How about you? Yeah, a lot of things I don't need to see about this entire situation. I don't need <laughs> to see FDR, one of the most over teams and collections of individuals in wrestling right now just taint themselves with the stink of Ric Flair as well that 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 doesn't quite add up to me for whatever reason yeah. I, I don't feel like they they do that right now but I don't know I mean the morbid curiosity factor is always there but equally I'm okay I don't, I don't need this in my life right now I think Ric Flair obviously needs this a lot more than anybody else in the wrestling world and yes I, I don't know it it just it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like something that will happen I think I think even yeah. if it's being pitched at this point I'd be very surprised he's been angling for it for quite some time because if you've seen I think it was in a, a Kenny Omega Andrade match uh, a year ago or something he, he got quite physical in that match and yeah was obviously he's like, done a few things in AAA yeah, as well in Mexico yeah. like manager things mm -hmm. for Andrade like he's but like nothing sort of match wise but it's 
yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't need to see this. I really don't uh, need to see this. No. Sorry, Blair, but yeah, I really don't. There's a lot more, a lot, lot better things I'd like to do in my time when it comes to the world of wrestling. And one of them would be seeing Hikaru Shida in the Owen Hart tournament. But sadly, I'm not going to get that either because but according to AEW on Rampage last night she has been officially taken out of that tournament due to injury but a twist because in fact according to Hikaru Shida on Twitter she's not injured this has all got a bit strange very quickly because she has been substituted out of this tournament for Chris Statlander who's now going to take on Red Velvet in the quarterfinals of the women's side of the Owen Hart tournament the whole Owen Hart foundation like I don't know what the official title is at this point. It just seems to be that. <laughs> and she, that's going to happen. But Shida took to Twitter straight after uh, Tony Schiavone said that she'd been taken out of it because of an injury she sustained in the Serena Deep street fight match that she had in Dynamite a couple of weeks ago. She just put, what? She did the best Stone Cold impression. She was like, well, that's, that's, that's not right. And then she went even further. She said, well, I already had four matches after the street fight and just finished the greatest fighting musical show. But I seem to have been injured. Japanese wrestling is nothing for them. I'm so sorry. And sorry couldn't be in the tournament too. I'm glad from my heart that Chris is in the tournament now. And I'm going to try to enjoy sudden holidays in Japan because it has been a while before I had. Be positive. So... I'm not sure if this is a work or if this is legit. It's one of those right now. It, the, the, the whole Shida AEW relationship appears to have been hitting the rocks for a couple of months because she, she said she had to go back to Japan because AEW in general just weren't putting the same uh, thought and care into her as a performer as what they had done in the past. Like the, the original AEW had put um, the Joshi style of wrestling and the Joshi women. Uh, at the forefront of the AEW women's division and that seems to have changed in the, the last couple of years with the, the amount of new people that have been added to the roster and the new direction they appear to be going with that with the likes of like Ruby Soho, Tony Storm, people like that who've come in and definitely taken a bit of the spotlight away from people like Shida and Riho, these, these incredibly talented people who just haven't had the same attention as they used to. So it could be that or it could just be a way of drumming up some, some organic support for Shida it's it's compelling, if nothing else, but it seems to be overshadowing the Owen Hart tournament itself at this point. Yeah, it's a really weird one, this one. It's like, whether it's just like the wires crossed and like for obviously like there's many reasons why they might not be able to get Shida over for the tournament and like or like make it guaranteed enough to be in a sort of tournament position. But if you're going to run an injury angle from it, like, at least tell her. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like if they've, if they've just run with this angle without actually telling her, that seems like a really odd thing to do. And just... But it's like the show as well was taped on Wednesday as well, wasn't it? It wasn't a live thing, but yeah. she only did the what tweet after it went live. So, like, they, either they had time to tell her about this, because that was the plan for a few days, or... Like, this is a work and she's only doing it when the TV thing comes on? I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. It's all very weird. Mm. Um, but yeah, 100% AW needs to do more with Hikaru Shida because she's amazing. And she, she I, I didn't know this upon like researching to write the, the, the write-up that we did for this, but she's still technically the longest reigning AEW champion in the company's history when she had that women's title. Which is crazy. There you go. Like, they don't they don't put that over enough. That's that's a hell of a yeah. like thing that uh, uh, a notch to have on your belt, but they don't put it over enough. Exactly. And it's been a crazy drop off since then. And yeah, it's just it's just not been it's just been weird. It's just been very weird. Put more effort into this AW. Um but yeah, uh let's move over to New Japan now. Uh and Kota Ibushi leveling massive accusations against New Japan um on Twitter and things this week. So 
Uh, he's been on Twitter, and he, like, I think a couple of days ago, he tweeted a bunch of things. They all got translated by someone called at golden underscore Kuma on Twitter. Um, but he was tweeting about uh, Yakuza involvement in New Japan operations and sexual harassment within the company and things like that. He didn't say whether he was like directly involved in any of the incidents that he's threatening to expose or not. Um, but he's like he did a quite a few tweets this week talking about this. Um, so he talked about New Japan uh, management member called uh, Kikuchi, who the Wrestling Observer is reporting is one of New Japan's bookers, Gado's like assistants. So he's quite high up, like within the company management system. Um, like he was threatening to end Ibushi's uh, contract after he appeared at a Just Tap Out show back in March, uh, and that's when like all this kind of started to kick off. He's also writing about how he'll uh, expose all about the former cheater's gun. Uh, and the sexually harassing bosses from the company's president's lies to his unreasonable power harassment. Get prepared for this, Tokyo Sports and TV Asahi, who own uh, New Japan. I don't care. And he's followed up with a series of tweets suggesting like he isn't even close to returning from his shoulder injury that he got at the G1 last year, 2021. Uh, so yeah, lots of accusations uh, being leveled at New Japan with no, with sort of threats I guess of actual evidence that is going to back it up and like threats to expose all of the stories behind this. Now the Wrestling Observer are also reporting that Gado, um, like I say he's the head booker, he's been trying to kind of smooth things over between New Japan and Kurobushi, uh, but that there's a very good chance that he's done like once you start leveling these kind of accusations there's not much coming back from that. Um, and he's removed all the uh, mentions from New Japan from his Twitter bio recently. He's changed the picture on his Twitter to the uh, sign he held up when he originally um, announced his retirement from DDT and New Japan a while ago. And uh, it just seems like he is completely fed up with the way this company is run. Like he says, leveling really serious accusations against the company itself. And it does seem like Kotobushi is very much done with New Japan, which poses the question, I guess, of what comes next. Because, like, once you're like level this much at New Japan there's probably no, no going back there will other Japanese promotions want to take him uh, and then he's already said before that he doesn't particularly want to move to America to do AEW stuff um, but I mean I'm sure the door would be wide open there whenever he actually wants to um, but it's all very interesting stuff and watch this space for more more accusations and things coming out from Kota Ibushi about New Japan. Yeah, and I know you say that that door that forbidden door way, um, will always be open with AEW but like this current moment they've got a relationship with new japan so whether it's yeah this is true that that definitely throws a spanner in the works there it's it's really it's very evident that bridges have been thoroughly burned here like it looks like abushi's done like you said he's completely yeah. done and fair enough if yeah. these accusations are true fair enough <laughs> yeah, and he's, like there's a entire just lifestyle when it comes to being a new japan pro wrestler like where they just want people to work hurt and work through all these terrible injuries and abushi's shoulder is yeah. completely massacred and he's just saying you don't want to come back and wrestle with a, a bad shoulder and obviously there's all the other allegations and accusations that he's done in there that are really serious as well but if he's currently on the sidelines and he's not being able to wrestle do the thing that he does best and like have that like uh, release it, that's going to affect you and probably lead to him feeling quite depressed and, and he's not being able to train, do all these things. I think Meltzer noted that on the Wrestling Observer that all this is probably coming into play as well and he's got a lot of time in his hands and he's just frustrated and he's just letting it yeah. all out and it's 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 really, it's quite tragic to see it happen because Ibushi at one point was the focal point in New Japan. He was, he was the, the, the world champion, he was just, he had the world at his feet. 
and then just he maybe came back from injury too early, had pneumonia, and like all these things just just have, have come into play now and made it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So it looks like he's done, and it's not clear. It's not. It's not one of those things where if somebody leaves WWE, just oh, he's probably going to go straight to AEW or Impact. It's not that simple with Abushi. Like you say, he's not in a rush to come over to America and work, even though he could possibly work for AEW at some point. But yeah. even that's not clear now with all the Forbidden Door stuff. It's it's a big mess. It's a complicated mess, and it'll be. It'll be interesting to see where he goes next and what happens next in Absolutely, this yeah. developing situation. The one thing, the one thing you can say about Ibushi though, he's always been one to just create his own path. Yeah. Like he's not been one to go the normal route of anything. Like he wrestled for DDT when he could have done New Japan just because he liked like doing the silly mm-hmm. stuff and liked having the freedom to go and do independence and do whatever the hell he wanted. He went to the Cruiserweight Classic when he like the world was his oyster yeah. at New Japan. He's like, nah, I'm just gonna go do this instead. Like he's always trailed his own path. Uh, and hopefully this is this the next part of that, and he's done with the New Japan part of his uh, of his career, and he moves on to whatever's next. And hopefully it's bigger and better than it was there. So. And speaking of wish things, him all the best. speaking of things that could be happening next, that could be bigger and better. Thank you for that, Phil. I was, I was looking hey. for it. I was angling for it. Uh, the Bloodline is one of the biggest factions in wrestling right now, but it looks like it could get bigger and even better in the coming days, months, years, whatever you want to say. But there's no real clear prediction for this. But Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso are on. I nearly said talking smack. It wasn't talking smack. It was after the bell with Corey Graves and Vic Joseph. Uh, they, were, they were chatting away on that. They were talking about why the name, uh, the bloodline was chosen and like why they did the We The Ones thing. And all these different things about the bloodline. But the most interesting thing, in my opinion, that they touched upon was what's going to happen next with the faction. Who's going to be added to it down the line? They also said, along with the other person who's like the main person we're going to talk about here, they said that in terms of their family as a whole, you've got no idea how many cousins are lined up. They're obviously alluding to the fact that like the brother is there, like Solo Segura in NXT, you could come up to the bloodline at any point. But they were saying in terms of their family as a whole, they've got enough people to carry this business for 50 more years, legit 100 years in this game. They're saying they've got yeah. that many cousins and family members that they can draft in later down the line. It's looking like the Usos and the Anawai family are going nowhere anytime soon. But... One of the major, the major development that I picked up in this interview and a lot of people picked up is the fact that Naomi is looking inevitable 
at this point that she's going to become a member of the bloodline at some point in the future even jimmy said this he said it's very likely man she talks about it a lot she talks about it like i'm ready to just snap she can snap man she snapped on my ass plenty of times so she could bring that promo she's so ready to try something new you know she's always been adaptive she gets it that's why she's been around sometimes i forget she's been here 10 years too a lot of people forget that she's been there for a decade whooping yeah. ass being great and you know, you just know Naomi is primed and ready to do probably something similar to what we've seen with Rhea Ripley over on Raw right now, joining Judgment Day, and just being that that added variable in these factions. And I think, yeah, I think it'd be great. Imagine that faction war now, Judgment Day in the bloodline with Naomi there and going against Rhea Ripley. That'd be great. I'd like that. That's just a little fan. Uh, booking there for you some fantasy booking uh, but obviously Paul Heyman as well has noted that he'd love Naomi to join the group and he says that the group could have more um, more people as time goes on so we will see if Sola Sokoa and any other Uso Anawai members are added to this bloodline as we go yeah it's gonna be interesting last one it's kind of been long rumored and long talked about at least this but as I'm still not sure how I feel about it like I think like Naomi, like the sort of glow character and thing and the connection she had with the fans from that, like it was it was sort of natural and it was all organic and it was great and they really should have done more with that. They should have done a lot more with that, with Naomi and the connection that she has with the fans, like the entrance and everything. It's absolutely fantastic. I love that whole package. But like I say, they've done nothing with it. And like maybe the peak of it has passed now and it's just kind of doing the same stuff that she's done for quite a while now. This glow character has been going, for, going on for good few years mm -hmm. um so maybe it is just time to switch it up give her something different give her something that she can sink her teeth into maybe being like attached alongside someone like a paul Heyman or something can like help her like get up to that next level because it's she's always been there sort of ready to go but wwe have never kind of pulled the trigger on her properly uh so maybe this is the the catalyst to do that and then just to, it's just another title to add into that bloodline group as well which would be even even better like the picture of sort of the four of them with all those belts would be absolutely great yeah I'll be all for that. Gimme. Indeed, but moving over to your Twitter questions to end the video. The first one comes from uh, Christian Challen, who says, Good morning, gents. With Hell in a Cell on the horizon, do you think that we'll get Edge and Priest versus AJ and Bala in the cell? And if not, who do you think will have a match inside the cell, seeing as Roman Reigns is set to miss this premium live event? I mean, even though Edge is very much at the forefront of Raw, because why wouldn't they at this point, like in this new faction, I hope they get a big old push and a lot of attention. Cody is on the poster. Cody's the guy right now. He's been very much pushed as Mr. Hell in a Cell, Mr. Money in the Bank, Mr. Everything, really. And I think, yeah, we're going to get that Cody-Seth Rollins match in a Hell in a Cell. It's going to be great. And Cody's going to get a clean sweep and he's going to get pushed for the title match at Money in the Bank against big old travel chief Roman Reigns. 100%. Yeah, I've been uh, pitching this since the sort of first rumours of um, Seth versus Cody Mach 2 at WrestleMania Backlash. I think they should take it to Hell in a Cell. Cody loves a good stipulation match as well. He bloody loves them. And I don't think he's never done a Hell in a Cell, so that'd be one to tick off his bucket list, Charlie. Um, and as much as I would enjoy seeing a big blue cell for Edge, I think Cody versus Seth is the way to go with it. And I think they would put on an amazing match. And I think it'd be worthy probably of a main event, especially after like, a three month long run with this feud. And then that'd be three and zero for Cody going into Money in the Bank. And whether he wins the Money in the Bank briefcase and then like announces his shot at SummerSlam or something like that, whether he does does it that way, I think that's quite a Cody thing to do. Um, saying like, oh, like uh, I want to put some respect on the title and do it properly. Like his old man would, he'd definitely be able to make a good promo out of that. So I, I'm going to go Hell in a Cell, 3-0 against Seth Rollins, wins the Money in the Bank briefcase and announces his shot for SummerSlam. That's my guess. Yeah, I'm there for that as well. Why not? 
the next question comes from Meg, who says, uh, should they unify the mid-card titles like they are seemingly planning on doing with the tag belts and already have done with the world title? Also, Milo says hi. And there's a picture of Milo, obviously. I recognise that dog. I recognise it. It's my girlfriend's dog. Shameless. I don't care. <laughs> She's a wrestling fan now, so this question is very much authentic and I did not send her a text to send this <clears throat> question in. At not all. at all. Just because she not wanted a dog on the news. We did. It's a cute dog. Why not? I got power. I'm going to use it. I'm going to flex these muscles. But the actual I question... I mean, I get my dog on the news, so it's all the time, so it's fine. <laughs> I want a deal, mate. I want a, I want a marketing deal. Uh, I want it to be an influencer just like Salty is. So, yeah. it's. But the actual question, it's something that I'm curious about, uh, like, to be honest. And I, I did it through my girlfriend. But the mid-card titles, obviously, you've seen the tag team titles that are on the, the edge of being unified right now. The world title has been unified. Why not unify the mid-card title? Why not? Like, just unify everything. And then just have like an intercontinental United States European Championship. And I don't know. Maybe it'd be harder than across like, I don't know, Monday Night Raw right now where they've not got a world title. That US title is probably the only thing that the singles people can go for. But it'd make it more competitive. It'd make it so that champions being exposed on Raw and SmackDown. I think it'd be interesting. I disagree. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think they should unify the mid-card titles. I think they should unify the tag team titles 100% because there just isn't enough depth in that division to warrant having two of them. Um, but like unify the main one, unify the tag team, maybe nah, not unify the women's, keep those separate. But like have that, you, that main champion drift across brands, have the tag teams drift across brands, but then you can elevate both of the US titles and the Intercontinental titles, you can do it WWE, it is allowed, uh, to be much worth a lot more by sort of either making them TV titles where they have to be uh, wrestled for on every episode of TV or something, just do something to elevate them, open challenges, they love a good open challenge, things like that. Um, and then I think you could make them more of a focus point, build more stories around them and make them feel a lot more important than they have been in a long ass time. Um, and yeah, make them sort of the focal point of each brand. And I think that's a better way of doing it, personally. But for a moment's company, I feel like there would be playing devil's advocate. I could see them just trying to put that on somebody holding the IC and US titles with the head for the first time ever, because Vinnie Matt loves his first time ever, doesn't he? He does indeed. And the final question of the day comes from Eddie Zamory, who says, with Class of Cashel poster uh, is out, which is your favorite uh, pay-per-view poster of all time? I like Jeff Hardy underwater. That's my favorite. In yeah, No Way Out enough. 2008, I believe it is, where you can see him doing all that. I think it looks great. That's one of my like favorites. Like the Nevermind Baby. <laughs> yes. Um, like mine is. I, pick, I mainly picked this um, question so I could talk about this poster because I love it so much. And uh, No Way Out. I can't remember which year it was, but it was. What are you doing, dog? Uh, it was Daniel Bryan and uh, AJ Lee. And like. Brian is like uh, attached to some train tracks and she's tying him up and there's a train coming behind uh, them. Absolutely love it. It's the best poster ever. It's so great. It's so stupid. What are the chances <laughs> that we both choose No Way Out as well? I, I think know, that's yeah. very strange. We did not compare notes beforehand. We, like we, we made a point of that. So I think that's very cool. Uh, that is the news for today. Thank you very much for joining us. If you want, you can follow us over on Twitter. You can follow me at Phil and My Chambers. <laughs> And there he goes. Uh, yeah, what was I saying? You can follow me uh, at Fill My Chambers, and you can follow me on Instagram at Fill My Chambers, where you can get loads of pictures of Salty Sea Dog. And if you want 30% off your pet products, Salty's sponsored now. I love this so much. Uh, you can like uh, go to Petricor Paws uh, and use the code Salty Sea Dog and get 30% off. Good stuff. I mean, it wouldn't bigger have been influencer right than I'm ever gonna be. This dog right here. It 
I mean, it's only, it's only apt that, like, the first attempt at smoothly trying to put over your dog as a new influencer on, on the Saturday news. <laughs> He's being a massive derailing. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it. That's, uh, it's, why not? We're not it any other way. And you Don't can follow... follow me on Twitter. Don't follow me. Yeah, there you go. And you can follow all of us <laughs> at WhatClutchyWWE. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Like I say, comment down below what you think of all of today's stories. And let us know what all your favourite WWE pay-per-view posters are. Uh, and mm. do other stuff. Watch more videos. That's what we do. And mm. like the video. Is there anything else? No? No. The, all right. the, just buy, buy all the salty <laughs> stuff. Do a it. Bloody buy good it. day. Use code SaltySeaDog for 30% off. And free worldwide shipping. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.